morning. And, uh, and, and here's the scripture that was on my heart, and I, I believe it's a, it's, it's a scripture that, uh, that can really challenge us to see in a different way from the season where we've been to looking forward and moving forward. So here's the scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 31, coming up on the big screen right now. Uh, and and this, is, this is the Lord, uh, God speaking to Moses there as, as the Israelites are, are going into the promised land and then God is speaking to them about possessing of the land or taking control of the land that they're going into. And verse 31, it says this, it says, Then the Lord said to me, Look, and that, that's probably one of the key words I want us to, to remember today. Look, I have begun to give the hand King Sihon in his land over to you. Begin now to conquer and occupy his land. And, and I want to say to us this morning, kind of almost like prophesy over us this morning, is, is that we've been from a, come from a crazy season, right? The last two years or the last six months or, or maybe a few, it's the last week. It, it's been a tough season all around with, with all sorts of uh, isolations and, and different issues that we've had going on and different feelings and things like this. And, uh, and I, I want to draw some similarities to the scripture here because, because when Moses was looking out over the land, it didn't look like that the Lord was about to hand uh, this army or the enemy over to him right then. Uh, and, and we find that because we look at the previous verse that says this. It says, But King Sihon of Heshbon refused to allow them to pass, because the Lord your God had made him stubborn and defiant, so he could not help you defeat him as he has now done. Now, I, I don't know about you, but if I was Moses there looking uh, at, at an army getting aggressive, not allowing us to come through, I, I would be looking at them and saying, what do you mean you're about to give them into our hands? It, it looked like they were on the offensive coming to get them. Uh, and, and God is saying to Moses there, no, look, I've started to give them over that battle that you're uh, about to maybe uh, come. I, I'm about to give them over into your hands. Now, look. And, he, and what God is really saying to Moses is, don't look through your physical eyes at all the issues and all of the, everything that's about to happen. Look through a different set of eyes. Have a different vision. And, and that vision is really, God, I'm going to trust you anyway. Yeah. And, and it's like there's a battle that's, uh, the, the, verse, the verse that says, look and then move on, is really about, uh, if I was standing there, I'd be saying, God, have you got the wrong picture here? Truth is this, is that you and I have been through a, a season, and, and maybe for some still going through a season where it feels like there's a battle going on, and then the guy, the preacher, gets up on Sunday and says, don't worry, just look differently, there's a victory about to come. And you might be sitting there thinking like, what are you on? It doesn't look like there's a, a you know, it doesn't look, because if, if that was me, the, the army that was about getting ready to come and get us, they would be falling to bits already before before I'd be confident to say, well, God, yeah, you've given us to them. But that wasn't the case. It was like the enemy was rising up, was disallowing, was trying to isolate them, was coming, getting ready for battle to go and fight. But God was saying, look, I'm about to give them into your hands. And I wanted to encourage some people here today with, maybe it's a word of the Lord for you, is that, that victory is near. Victory is near. It may not look like it is, but when we see through the vision, through the eyes of the Lord, uh, what we see is a battle God says it's already done. Yeah. I'm about to deliver that into your hands. And 
whatever you're facing, maybe health, maybe relationship, maybe work, maybe career, maybe whatever it is. If it feels like a battle right now, I believe that for some, this is the word of the Lord for you today, that the victory is near. Continue to trust in him. Continue to give your all to him. And there's a key part there that, that God was saying, now, begin now to conquer the land. See, I, I think for our victories, every victory belongs to the Lord. And, and, but God told Moses to now begin. So there's some things that we need to step into or step out of to trust in or to believe to be able to move forward and see that victory. Can I pray right now? Father, I pray, Lord, for that spirit of the victory of the Lord over hearts and lives today. Lord, for, for every battle that people are facing, Father God, where it doesn't seem to look like there's a, there's a victory coming, oh God, where it seems hard and it seems bad and it, it doesn't seem like it's all coming together. Father, I pray for fresh vision, for fresh insight, Lord God, that, that these incredible people will see differently. They'll see through the word of the Lord. They'll see through the eyes of of faith, O oh God, that every battle belongs to the Lord, that victory in the name of Jesus is near over health, Lord God. Lord Jesus, over lack, Father God, or provision. Father, I, I speak victory in the name of Jesus over hearts and lives. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, well, today I'm just believing that for you. I've been kind of being stirred about, about victory is coming. And, and, but what do we do? Here's the thought this morning is that how do we proceed from we've just been in a battle. We've been in a, in a situation where we haven't won a band. There's been restriction. And, and so, so what do we do after that battle? How do we move forward? How do we step into the next steps of our life? And, and, and I believe there's some, uh, some basic things or some simple things that we need to be reminded about and we need to uh, be reconnected with. Maybe we need to be reintegrated with, reestablished in our hearts and lives. Maybe we need to be restored. Maybe we need to recover. And, and it all's going to take an intentionality and a standing firm and moving forward. See, every journey that you and I go through or go on has a starting point and a destination. And every journey begins somewhere and arrives somewhere else. And there's certain points along the way, uh, certain steps that have to be taken so you can make sure that you get to the correct destination. But the first thing is that it, it's important that we first know what our destination is so as you know when to arrive. I believe probably lots of people in here like me use Google Maps, and I'd just like to point out that Denise is a great one, loves using Google Maps, but her voice is an Irish lady, uh, and it's really quite distracting when you're trying to listen to uh, directions. But, but when, we were, when our children were young, we have three girls, three daughters, as I mentioned. Whenever we'd go on a road trip, uh, it always used to, so we would just, I'd just say, darling, let's just, we'll take the kids away for two nights. And she would say, well, I have to take like three weeks of their gear just for that two nights. And, uh, and, and what about the traveling there? What's that going to be? And, and, and so we would always get in the car and be ready to go. Uh, and our kids would always be so excited. Denise was great. She'd have, you know, like they'd have morning tea and they'd have books and things to read and all these things to do to, to try and make the time, the five hours traveling to go really, really fast. And, and, and and as I would pull out in the driveway and drive down the street, we'd literally get like a K away, and one of the kids would pipe up with that most famous of words, which is, 
are we there yet? That's exactly right. And then for the next few hours, that's all we had. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And, and it seems to be, and after like the 57th time, I used to say, I would generally say, like, no, we're not there yet. Well, why aren't we there yet? Well, because I said we're not there yet. <laughs> and then there's that moment where you're halfway through the journey. You're in the middle of nowhere. It's literally desert. And you're on the way, and there's that little voice from the back seat that says, Dad, I need to go to the toilet. And that's exactly right. There's nowhere to go. There's no trees. There's no bushes. There's no nothing. Why do you wait until the middle of the desert before you need to go to the toilet? Every single, single time. But the destination is always worth it, right? See, now, if you're a person that, that is a person driving you, you have to always keep the destination in mind because otherwise we may end up anywhere. You have to keep going until you arrive, toilet stops and everything else, no matter what happens along the way. The destination is important. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 and 6, it says this. It says, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. See, I don't know who or what you've heard that he is or, or who you think he is, but I, I want to tell you today that God is the God of endurance and encouragement. He promises to be always with you on your journey through life. God's desire is not that you would just do life, but that you would grow through life. Uh, see, God is not the God of discouragement. He doesn't leave you. He will not uh, pull you down or he will not condemn you. He is the God of endurance. He will always stick with you. He is never going to leave you hanging or drop you or run out on you. Because the reality is, is that for you and I, there are times in our journey where we can lose our way. We can get lost. We can go a bit off road. I, I think you're the same as me. And, and there's sometimes we actually just don't know where we are going. We don't know what the destination is. We're just heading out there and seeing what happens. We, we get exhausted, right? We get exhausted by being really, really busy. But, but if we're really honest, we really don't know where we are heading or if it's really where we even want to be heading. And I believe that God is, is calling us today, is just dropping things in, in people's hearts and in our hearts and, and in my heart about four things. I think about four things that as a church, it's like a, a reorientation, a reminder to us all, uh, four things that we can align with the, the heart and the plan of God. It's, it's, it's biblical principles and concepts today that I, I want to encourage you here to grab a hold of these because, because the battle has been long and, and, and I don't know about you, it feels like May and it feels like we could do with another big long holiday again because that has been pretty tough. That has been exhausting. But today, it's about, I've got some, just some basic things to help us to reconnect, to help us to reintegrate, to reestablish 
and restore and recover. And the first thing is this, is, and, and it's simple, simple things that I, I believe are, are powerful for us today if we will grab hold of them in our next steps. The first thing is that the first step, or the first thing to reintegrate is to simply know God. The first step is simply following Jesus and being, I, I believe, water baptized is a key step. Now, wherever you are on this journey Knowing God is where it all begins is number step number one. See, God's desire for all people is that we would know Him. And, and, and that's, that's important because it, it's, it's about knowing God as, as relationship. It's about knowing Him, giving our lives to Him. And, and, and maybe this is where God, people are valuable to God. You are important to Him. Scripture tells us that He would leave 99 just to go over the one lost person. See, lost people are God's priority, and, and lost people are, are ours too. For this church, lost people matter to us. And, and, and as, long as, as long as there is one lost person in our city, in our community, in our neighborhood, well, this church will always be too small. See, knowing God, knowing God is not like trying to find Wally. You know, Wally, the little red-headed guy and you read those books. Knowing God or, or trying to find God is not like that. He's not hidden. He doesn't hide from you and disguise himself from you. It's amazing when you do ever look through the Finding Wally books, when you finally find him, every time you can come back exactly in a second and find where Wally is. God, finding God is not like finding Wally. He is there. Scripture tells us this in uh, Jeremiah 29. He, scripture tells us that you will seek me and you will find me. When you seek me, here's the key, with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. We have an amazing worship team up here and, and just great music. I love the, the band up here. And, and, and one of the keys in playing in a band is you, you play the same song at the same time, right? That gives us a, a harmony and the same thing with our lives, that we to live in harmony with God and with others is to be playing the same tune. It, it's about knowing the song and, and everybody playing their part. Now, if I asked all our band to come up right now and they all jumped on their instruments and, and I said, I'm going to count to three and on the count of three, play whatever song comes into your mind, uh, just off the bat, just, just, actually, should we try it? Should we get everybody up and we could try it? That would be quite, no. Okay. <laughs> but if I, were, if I was hypothetically, if I was to say, okay, band, one, two, three, play a song, and they all played five or six different songs, no harmony, no direction, we wouldn't know where we were going. It would just be probably like some old rock music that we used to listen to as teenagers. But there would be no harmony, no playing the same tune, playing the, the same line. See, the reality is that we all know when we are not in harmony with God and others. That's true. Yeah. We, we know. You know when you're not right with God or living in harmony with God. We feel separated. We feel alone. We feel isolated. And just going through the motions of life. Can I say, this next, maybe your next step is to be bold and be brave. Take the next step uh, in knowing God. If you haven't been water baptized, I'll give a plug right here on the 29th of May. We've got a next water baptism service. All you need to do is fill out a connect card and We'll run you through a quick 30-minute course so you, so you know what you're doing. But taking the next step and following God is really, really important. I believe it's key in this season. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, and, and, but through this season, through this last, this battle that you've been in, you've felt like you've just drifted away. You've almost like lost connection in your faith. 
can I say today, you can turn it around right now. Re-establish those habits, those disciplines of a relationship with God. He's not like finding Wally. He is always there. He will never leave you or forsake you. Come on, we know what that is. If, you, if you've been a Christian for a while, you, you know it's about reading the Word of God. Not like just a fictional book, not like a, you know, a love story book, but, but reading it from the Word of God. That is, there's tools and keys in there that will help you, that will feed your spirit. Come on, praying. We know, we know praying. It's, it's not just talking, it's communication with God and your spirit to Him. He will always hear and listen to you. First thing is this, is that about knowing God to reconnect. The second thing uh, we need to do to reconnect and to reintegrate is to find freedom. And that step two is about connection with a, with a local church or, and joining a small group. Uh, hence you'll see the small group sign out there. And the truth is sometimes that the stuff from our past is still trying to get us to sing a different song. It's like the, the junk folder from our past is stopping us from stepping forward into fully what God has for our lives. And see, finding harmony with others begins with dealing with our own hurt and offenses and bitterness and sin and the addictions of our past. Small groups are such a fantastic and amazing, powerful part of, our, of my vision or of our, our dream for, for this church because we just don't want to build a crowd. We just don't want to fill this place up with people coming in and going out. We don't want to build a crowd. We want to grow people for Jesus' name. And, and one of those parts is we all carry stuff and small groups are so important uh, and for, especially for reconnection and reintegrating and, 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 and refocusing our lives. That, that's why we're big on them and we, we believe that within the context of a small group community, we were made for community. You were made for community. See, doing the journey with others, you can find help and coaching and support where somebody will know your name and they'll be praying for you, for you daily. Uh, it's where we find that encouragement to find freedom and healing to go beyond our yesterday. Small groups are a place where you can take your mask off. Now, there's a myth with small groups that, that as soon as you join one that you have to uh, throw out all your dirty laundry on day one within the first five minutes. Not true. Small groups are a place to do life together and make friends, support each other, encourage each other. And one of the natural things that happens, because God's made us this way, is when we're going through stuff, well, someone in our small group, we, we will say, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? It's amazing the journey and the stories and the lives that have been turned around because we were made for community. Uh, Paul actually explains it this through uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 4. He says, A body is made up of many parts, and in each of them it has its own use. This is how it is with us. There are many of us, but we each are a part of the body of Christ as well as part of one another. Be intentional. Get connected in. Uh, you're not here by accident. God has made you for a divine purpose. Third thing is this, is that to, to reorientate, uh, to reconnect after a season like we've been in, I believe the third thing is this, is to learn to discover our purpose. Step number three is to discover what God has placed in your hearts and in your life. We have a great a program to help you do that. We're a church that will do everything we can to help you to discover your purpose. And 
every, every month we have a course called Growth Track. It runs for three Sundays during the second service, like right now, starting next week. You can sign up for that using the Connect cards or you can just show up. But this is such an important, uh, I, I love growth because I've seen so many people that come through and, and they've discovered their passions in life. They've discovered what God has gifted them for. The things, uh, the, the lights go on when they see how I'm, I'm created this way and I find this is really easy to do. I'm good at that. It's a whole course designed to almost like draw out of you, to highlight, to reveal into your own life what God has placed in there. And, and, and it's so exciting to see people coming out, discovering their gifts and their passions, their heart, heartful people in different areas. We, it's amazing when you look across this building every, every Sunday morning, there's right through those a couple of walls there, there'll be a, a team of people who are ministering to our, our children like our under fives. Uh, and, and love it. They're great. They don't watch movies. They're getting, getting taught uh, things about the Lord and having fun at it. Just our, our, some of our littlest. And, and over in this corner, there's an amazing team of people. And then over this side over here behind this wall, uh, uh, Paul is out there today in our power space room, which is, which is uh, for, for children that just find some of the lights and the, the, the noise just a, a little bit much. We've created a, a space there where they can, uh, they can uh, have some extra love and some extra care and support in a small way. Paul is out there today serving our children out there. And, and then you, we see our, our amazing worship team and Bailey and, and the children's programs and the guys out in the, out in the car park waving signs and trying to direct you to park. I think we all know how to park cars, but we do it because we love helping you and to wave a sign out there to make this easy to come to. People who have discovered something fulfilling in their lives and when it's enlightened to us, when we can see it, it's amazing how effective we can be as we serve other people. It's amazing. Ben, do you want to come right now? Fourth and final thing is this. The fourth thing uh, that we can do to reconnect is to make a difference. Step four is about others. It's about serving others. And, and we can do that. We can help you to do that with when you discover your gifts and what God has placed in your heart through a thing called the dream team. And you'll see lots of black T-shirts around here. They all kind of stick out. The place. Uh, people that are on our dream team giving of themselves that come to serve us. And it's interesting to, uh, that each one, they, they do their best to welcome everyone as family, to be there, to show you around if you're here for the first time, to point the way, to pray for you. And, and our dream team is, is an incredible way out. And I know there's people in this room here, you're incredible at, at making things. Uh, you're a craftsman. There's a gift of craftsman where you can build something. You can uh, do things like that. That's such an amazing gift. There's, there's people at the back of the room who, are, who love computers and technical stuff and they can make these lights work and they can make them switch off when they're not supposed to and come back on again. It's amazing. And, 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 and it, but they are gifted, gifted with that. They've discovered and they find it fulfilling. Uh, and they're very good at our musicians who are coming up right now. They're carrying a gift of the Lord and they come week in and week out. Some of these guys here at 7, 7.30 in the morning just to be able to serve us, to lead us into worship. Matthew 5 verse 16, it says this. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I know there's a bit in the media right now about serving in, in churches around the country. And I, I, I always will encourage every person to be a part of our dream team. You might wonder why. Is, is it to get the jobs done? No. Nope. Is it to get 
make it easier for, for staff. And you know, We have a dream team because I, I 159% believe that you have a gift that God has given you. He's equipped you with. He's instilled and He's invested into you. And we are most fulfilled and effective in our life when we are using those gifts to make a difference in other people's life. See, we are a church that will always champion serving others because Jesus came to, to this world to serve and not be served. We aren't here to do safe church. If you want a safe church, Elam is probably not the place for you, respectfully. We're here to do church, grow people that make a difference in their workplaces, in their schools, and that influence their world with the message of hope for Jesus Christ. That's the kind of church we are. We're geared up to not just grow a crowd. My heart is not to just grow a crowd and fill this auditorium every Sunday. My heart is to grow people that will reach a nation and will reach a city. Maybe your next steps. Maybe your next steps, and you could grab that Orange Connect card right now. And if I was to ask you, where are you on this journey? For you to reconnect and after the past battle, after the past season, if you were to refocus, what would be your first thing that you would write down? What would you say is your next step? Be intentional. Be bold. Be brave because I promise you when you take another step with God, your life will be better. Maybe it doesn't look like it at the moment where you're looking back and you're seeing the battle that's been and how exhausted and, and tired you. Maybe God is just saying to you right now, so look through different eyes. Take a step because victory is near for you. Why don't you close your eyes? I'm going to pray right now. In a few moments, we're going to close our service. But but I want to pray in that, that God speaks to you in a fresh way today. Truth is, uh, a lot of people and have suffered deeply through this battle that you've been in. Whatever that looks like. There's been a fight and it looks like it's been all over. And it's, How could God do that? How could God use that? So I want to pray today that, that this morning when you walk out of this place, there'll just be a fresh sight, fresh vision that victory is near, that God hasn't left you. It's been tough, it's been hard, it's been hurtful, but God hasn't left. Father God, I pray right now for every person, Lord, for every battle I go. Lord, no matter how long, how intense or how hard. Father, I pray today, Lord, would you, would you speak to hearts and body, mind and spirit? God, would you reveal your heart to each one? That, Lord Jesus, we may see differently, that we may see through your eyes, that we may see through vision, Lord God, I pray. That, Lord God, the victory is near, oh God, that you've, you can help us to endure, Father God, to be, to be patient at times, Father God, but to see victory, oh God. Lord, it may not look like it, but Father, today we choose to believe and trust you and your words that say victory is near. So, Father, I pray for every person, Lord, that's in marriages that are struggling, oh God, 
that it's been so tough the past couple of years. Lord, I pray, Lord, will you visit these ones, oh God. Speak words of wisdom, Father God, as they make a next move, Lord God. Lord, you're with them. Father, for those struggling with health, Father. Lord Jesus, and disease, Father God, on bodies right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that, Lord God, the battle belongs to the Lord. I pray for victory over bodies, Father God, blood disorders, Father God, cancers in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray for victory over of these things these, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we speak restoration, Father God. We speak victory over these hearts and lives. I pray, O oh God, as we see through your eyes, Father God, would you reveal yourself, Father, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise your name, my God. Lord, those who are right now in this place that are feeling totally lost, oh God. And they don't know what to do, oh God. Lord, for those that are like suffering decision fatigue, brain fog, Lord God, that's just out there, we don't, you're frozen. Lord. Father, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and speak? Would you reveal your heart for each of your children here in this place, oh God. Speaking wisdom, oh God, Lord, as they reconnect with you today, Lord, as they refocus upon you today, oh God, Lord, I know that you are faithful and you are just, oh God, to guide and to lead. Praise your mighty name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to close in just a couple of minutes now. Just wave every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I never, never want to close the service without giving an opportunity for, for anyone, for people to say yes to Jesus. And here's the good news. If you're saying, Daryl, this all sounds good, but, but what's it all about? Well, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is simply this, that God sent his one and only son to this earth to die on a cross for you and for me because he became out the penalty for our sin. And sin is something that if you're human, we, we all sin, we're all sinners. But, but God sent his son, Jesus, that, that you and I wouldn't have to pay the price ourselves, that Jesus would be like the scapegoat for us, that he would take the pain and the penalty and break the power of sin over our lives, that we may know God intimately in a relationship with him with no separation. It's like he'll make us brand new to start again. It's the message of the good news. That's such good news. And today, all, all I'm going to do right now, if that's you, if you're here and you're saying, Daryl, I need to take that step. I want to today give my life to Jesus. I, I want to be a part of His family. I want to know Him closer than I've ever done before. It's real simple. I'm going to pray a, a real simple prayer. And if that's you, just silently in your heart, just repeat this prayer after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today I choose to follow you. I surrender my life to you. Lord, thank you for dying for my sin, that I might be free. Thank you for loving me so much that you would give yourself as the payment for me. So Lord, today I choose to follow you 
all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And lastly, why? That's why you've got your eyes still closed. Just real quick, we're not going to embarrass anybody or pull anybody out. But, but I know today it's a taking a, a faith step. And if you just prayed that prayer, just in your heart and you really meet it, all I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three and on the count of three. Uh, so I know who I'm praying for. Is to, if you would lift your hand up and down. No one's looking around, just between you and God. But be bold, be brave. If that's you, you prayed that prayer on three. Lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand.